Welcome to the Motivation Without the Hype podcast with your host, Jez Perez. He's an author, high-performance coach, and motivational speaker. This show brings you inspiring messages and interviews to unleash your greatness in life and in business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Motivation Without the Hype podcast show. My name is Jez Perez, a former procrastinator into an action taker. We bring you inspirational messages and interviews, including motivational insights, tips, principles, and proven strategies that you can take action without the hype in unleashing your greatness in life and in business. So we appreciate you plugging in and spending time with us. And we have a very special guest, and I am super grateful to have her on our show. Her name is Carmen DeBonos. She is a registered counselor who holds a graduate diploma in counseling and integrated psychotherapy and is currently undertaking a master's degree in counseling. Her practice was established in 2017 and she has been coming alongside clients since. Carmen has also dedicated herself to creating content via her podcast, blog, and workshops. She hosts the Carmen De Bono podcast and has presented at the Mount Druitt Medical Practitioners Association's conference. Her workshops offer practical tools and insights specifically around motivation. Carmen lives in Sydney, Australia. And ladies and gentlemen, I am super grateful to have Carmen on our show. Hi, Carmen. How's it going? Well, thanks, Jez. And thank you for having me. I'm super excited to spend this time together. Oh, man, absolutely. It's an honor. So, Carmen, thank you so much for joining in today's podcast show. So, please tell us about yourself and what you do. Okay, so we know that I'm a counsellor, so that's, I guess, something that I do. But more on a personal level, I was born and live in Western Sydney and I am a lover of food, so whether I'm cooking it or eating it, (laughs) and what's good food without good company. So I'm all about relationships and um, spending time with my family and friends and just doing life with people. Um, I also love interior decorating, so not on a professional level, Mm. but just, you know, something that I like to dabble in every now and again. So tell me about what is your favorite food? You said you're a foodie yourself. What's what's your favorite food? Well, I have to say anything Italian. Nice. Awesome. So thanks so much for giving a bit of an introduction and, you know, seeing what you've accomplished and achieved in your life, particularly what you do in your passion is phenomenal. So I know your passion towards is counseling and it's very inspirational and the work that you're undertaking is life changing. So how did this all come about? Well, you know how when you're younger and you say, oh, one day when I grow up, like I want to be this or that. Being a counselor was never one of those. And it was only until I went through a really hard time in my life and I just really appreciated people supporting me and, and walking me through that time. So that kind of opened up my heart to, okay, well, life's more than just about me. And then I was working a nine-to-five job. The team was amazing. Um, It was comfortable, but I knew there was more and I wanted to be working with people, but I didn't know what that would look like. So I came across a course. It was a diploma in counselling, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give this a go. And then lo and behold, all these years later, I'm still studying counselling. And it's become such a passion and it's something that you can take for your own life and then also share that knowledge with someone else. So how did you find knowing that it would lead you to 
counseling? How did you find, did you stumble upon it or you kind of felt, man, this is what I really want to do? It's, um, I think I stumbled into it and it was, I knew I wanted that one-on-one, that helping sort of role, um, but I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't think, oh, it's, it's a counsellor um, that I want to be. And private practice wasn't even something that I even thought of when I started the journey. And that sort of fell in my lap as well. But it was more the desire to help people and then just giving this course a go and the two just fit. I think that's really important, right, is helping people. And, and that's where your true strengths are. And that's why actually when your passion comes on, it's like, you know, there's a lot of people, whether it be coaching, counseling, consulting, it's all about adding value to others' lives. It's all about helping them. What was that thing for you to say, you know, I want to help them in an extra way. And counseling was a platform for you. Were there any experiences that you find people getting their breakthroughs through counseling? I think the thing that resonates with me, and I share this often because it can be an, an encouragement to anyone. And I remember like when you take on the studying journey, the sacrifices and your social life kind of get yeah. puts on hold. And I, for me, it was <laughs> studying is not a natural process. So it takes, I feel in my case, a lot more effort and energy. And I remember just sitting at my desk, you know, submitting um, task after task and just thinking, what am I doing? Like, why, why am I persevering? Why am I doing this? <laughs> and then it wasn't until I sat with one of my very first clients and just seeing, seeing the whole, the process sort of work its way out and just being there with the mm. client and then seeing the client have their breakthrough in front of your eyes and you think that's why I sacrificed that's why I did what I did for this. Wow. And it's a moment that I can only speak about it, but I, I'm the only one that could experience it and can experience that. Yeah. So for me, that's such a privilege and it's such an honour to be able to create that space for someone to feel safe enough where they can figure their breakthrough out for themselves. I'm just there to come alongside them. And how do you create that space of trust because in counseling, you know, it's all about that trust. It's like, it's like a relationship. Like, uh, is she for real? Is she there for me? Does she really care for me? How do you establish trust having that counseling conversation that you have with your clients? Good point. Um, for me, it's because I've been through the process. Like, I've been through counseling myself. So I know what it's like to be on the other side of the chair. So sometimes I share that. Sometimes I don't, depending how the client's feeling in the moment. But... I think it's understanding that we're all on this journey and we all are figuring it out as we go. So I come in with that approach That's that amazing. while I have the qualifications and, yes, I've studied and I've done a lot of study, but I'm just like everybody else and everybody else is just like me. We have the same challenges in life. So I come in with that approach. I don't have all the answers, but I can sit with the client and we can figure it out together. And that's amazing. It's being present with them and being uh, mindful and having an, you know, your ears open. And yeah, in coaching or counseling, it's the exact same thing where you need to be present for your client and they just need to speak it out and we figure it out together. And that's amazing. I think to be in that moment is very fulfilling. So that's awesome. So, I mean, the listeners who are plugging in, 
They may not know what the difference is. Are you able to share what the difference is between mentoring, counseling, and coaching? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have a shot at this. So I definitely know the counseling part, but my understanding of mentoring is it's someone that's um, perhaps more experienced in a field or um, a particular area that you yourself want to grow in. So you kind of take that teacher-student role. So um, the mentee mm-hmm. then comes underneath the mentor and then that's the sort of way that works. That's my understanding of mentorship. Um, with counselling, I touched mm-hmm. on it um, briefly. It's that therapeutic relationship that enables change and it's coming in the counselling room wow. um, that the client is in control of the session. They're in the driver's seat. So it's about their goals. It's not about the counsellor's goal. And that's where you collaborate together. You use the client's strengths to then achieve those things. Um, and, you know, there's different ways to counsel. You can go sort of all the way back and look at family or uh, sorry, excuse me, family of origin, or you can work in the present yeah. and then set goals for the future. So you're working with the person on their experience, who they are, so identity, but then also their outside world, whether it's their their goals, their relationships wow. and things like that. So that's sort of um, the counselling experience, but also considering that not all counsellors are registered so anyone can call themselves a counsellor. Mm. So it's it's an industry that's not governed as such. So, yeah, depending what you're looking for, if you're after someone that's qualified, that's working within a body, um, that to um, on my website there's a link and you can just type in anyone's name who says they're a counsellor and you're able to see if they wow. actually are, if they're licensed. How important is that to be licensed and to be qualified and to you know, be validated, uh, being part of a body. How important is that? Because like you said, there's a lot of counselors that are not registered. That's quite scary. So people that may be thinking about going through counseling, how do they go about, is there a, is there a link, website, that they check out uh, the counselor's name? Is there is there a process for that? So it's, it's the, the website's called RCAP. And mm. yeah, you just type in the therapist's name who you're thinking that you want to go and, and work with, and then it'll show who they're registered with. And because I've gone through the process, I've gone through what what it means to practice ethically, what it means to be a professional, what it means to respect the client and their autonomy. From learning the ropes and learning behind the scenes of how important it is to be registered and there's a sense of accountability as well. So as a registered counsellor, mm. you need to get professional um, development yearly to renew your membership and also um, have ongoing supervision. And what that means is you've got someone that you that walks alongside you and ensures that you're practising at the best standard and growing and developing yourself as a therapist. So um, for me, it's really important. So what about with coaching? Is there a big difference with coaching and counselling? So through my understanding, I believe there's some overlap when it comes to goal setting, um, motivation, um, performance, how how to utilize someone's strengths. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess my understanding of coaching is limited because I haven't really worked in that space. Um, I've had an experience with yourself and we had a session a while back and it was really good 
to brainstorm and, yeah. and work on those barriers that perhaps we all have and someone that's trained in that area to to really get yeah. underneath the surface. I think that's really important because you're, you're absolutely right with counselling and coaching. They kind of overlay with each other. But the most important part is I love what you said. The key word that you said about in counselling is enabling change. It's all about being present and seeing the changes in that conversation with the environment of trust. And what you do for your clients is absolutely amazing because we need more counselors such as self that provides that space for enabling change. So the clients that you serve, uh, that you add value, uh, you, you mentioned about a couple of things about mindset barriers and behavior patterns. What are the common challenges that you've seen in your clients and and how they experience their breakthroughs in those conversations? I guess it's such a broad a broad space, but if I was to pinpoint <laughs> something, I would perhaps go with identity. And it's mm. it's that understanding of who we are, not what we do. Because what we do is our behavior and that changes. And if we have an understanding wow. of the truth of who we are, that we're lovable, we're valuable, that we're unique, then the behavior follows from that. But if we don't feel that about ourselves, then I wonder what our behavior is going to look like. So if someone's having challenges with their identity, what is the first thing that you go through the process of seeing themselves being valued? Because obviously, you know, they're going through a rough life. They're going through, you know, some situations in life, but they don't see themselves value, valuable. How do you put into the space of trust where they do see themselves as lovable and trustworthy and have that certain identity that you were saying before. And I think sometimes the more we try and force something, the less organic it is. So to wake up tomorrow and believe yeah. that we're fully valuable um, and and be in that headspace, I wonder if that's realistic. So I tend to take the mm. approach that it's a journey and it's, it's uncovering, okay, well, what's truth and what's not? And maybe that's that place to start and looking at that person for who they are. Even if they can just notice one thing about them that they didn't yesterday, then they, they're coming on that journey. They're, they're working through that process of uncovering their true self. That's amazing. Wow. True identity. When, with people who are listening, they tend to think probably oh, it could be one session. You mentioned about being a process. When it comes to certain situations like this through counseling, sometimes it's not like a one and done one session and you get a breakthrough, right? It takes multiple times. Is there a reason as to why the process takes a bit of time when it comes to a counseling process? Well, I guess if we were to look back and it's taken all these years for us yeah. to get to this point, so... You know, we learn things, we learn things that work for us, we learn things that don't work for for us, and mm. then we come to this point yeah. and then we think in one session I'm going to fix however many years we've been alive <laughs> in one session. I wonder if that's fair. But the way I like to work with my clients is we, we work in real time. So by real time is we look at the mm. present, we use the past for reference, and as a tool to help yeah. us to where we want to go. 
So it's not necessarily camping in wow. the past, but it's it's really using that for information. What can it tell us about who we are? What can it tell us of what we've survived? So it's using that sort of approach and then coming into the now. And then while they're in the now, it's like, okay, well, what's happening in your life at the moment that we can use that for you to develop that skill that you want to learn or um you know, what does that goal look like and how can we use the relationships that you're in or different goals that you're setting to then feed into that. So, for example, if that's identity, it's using the client's current situation to help build that that side of them up. Wow. How do you instill confidence in them to see in themselves that they are confident as well? How do you do that? That's a really good point. And... It's one thing for me to say something about the client, but it means so much more when they can see it for themselves. And that's what we work on. And that's usually the conversation because I can see the client's strengths. You know, they, they've survived yeah. their stories. They've accomplished all these things that they might not even notice. But it's how it's creating that conversation and asking those questions so they can see it for themselves and actually own it and then walk in it. That's amazing. Um, also, you mentioned about some excerpts that you mentioned about perfectionism. And sometimes people face this a lot of times. What are the three keys that you provide for people who are currently in that situation when it comes to perfectionism? So first one is, is it attainable? Is it realistic? I haven't met a perfect person mm. yet. And I know I certainly I'm not perfect. <laughs> so if we come yeah. to that realisation then and understand that it's not attainable, then what is attainable? So then yeah. that comes to the next question. So perhaps something that's attainable is excellence because excellence is effort. Excellence is putting yourself into something. It's growing and it's learning. And there's no pressure to be perfect but there's a standard of how we're going to turn up in a situation, even if we don't have all the answers. We might find them or we might learn wow. about them as we go. And then coming to the third point <sighs> is if we're coming from a place of excellence, mm -hmm. then will we have a go at something if we know that it's not going to be perfect? Are we going to face our fears and say, well, you know what, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm going to give this my best shot and whatever happens, I'm okay with that. So then there's a sense of freedom. So in that freedom, what then what does that look like if someone doesn't have the pressure to be yeah. perfect? Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you're probably experiencing perfectionism as well. And we just got three golden nuggets from Carmen. And I trust it's provided so much value to you guys. Just going through this conversation has been very enlightening. It's been so good just with what you provide, Carmen. It's amazing. I'm just blown away. Really, I am. I am. I'm, I'm just blown away with the value that you give, the heart of service. Because as counselors, you know, it's not only time that you spend, but it's the, it's, the, it's the ears that you listen. It's the eyes that you see and providing that space. And I think that's the reason why people get the breakthrough is because you provide that comfort and that safe place that you can actually talk it through and working it together. And I love this word, enabling change. Wow, that, that's just a power word right there. So I always say this to all the podcast guests, and I always say this question, and I say this question again. What is your meaning of motivation without the hype 
and how to use motivation for your personal success. So motivation without the hype, I'm all for hype. Like there's nothing wrong with hype, but hype fizzles out. And then we're left with a decision. And for me, that's what motivation Mm. without the hype is. It's looking at the task or the project or whatever it is. What happens if I do this? What's the outcome? And then what happens if I don't? Am I okay with not doing it? Or is it something that I need to push through and just do it because I want the outcome? I want the reward that will come after I step into that situation or achieve that goal. So for me, it's looking beyond myself because whenever I look inside within myself, I'm limited. But then when I think, you know what, who's on the other side of my decision, this whole area is out of my comfort zone, but I'm so passionate about it. It, It's that tension that, you know, you you just keep pushing through because there's more on the other side of, of your decisions. If you've been enjoying this podcast show, please, I highly suggest get connected with Carmen. So Carmen, thank you so much again. For more information that you want to get in touch, guys, it's all provided on the show notes. And by the way, Carmen has a podcast show called the Carmen DeBono Podcast. So please follow her, subscribe to her, give it a five-star rating and subscribe to her channel and you'll be blown away with all the content and value that she provides. It's all about personal development, relationships and mental health. It will leave you encouraged, equipped and empowered so you can live your best life. So if this episode has been helpful and uplifting, we would love for you to write a review and to inspire more listeners to get plugged in. We will continue to provide high-value content in each of every episode. If you don't mind me sharing this podcast show on social media by inviting others, it will mean the world to me. Every time you tag me, we will get the opportunity to share those posts and together we can make a difference in the lives of others through inspiration episodes just like this. So there you have it. In closing, continue to unleash your greatness and tell yourself that I can, I will, and I must, and we'll see you on the next episode. 